Hello, and welcome to the Travel Japan with Wes Mather podcast. In this series, we explore living, working, studying, and of course, traveling in Japan. I hope to inform you on how to travel smart, safe, and with confidence, all while hopefully having an amazing time abroad. Everything you hear will be based off of my personal experiences, research, and experiences of others that I know. I'm your host, Wes Mather, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening, and now let's begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on the season one, episode 10 of the Travel Japan with Wes Mather podcast. We are chugging along this season, and we actually only have two more episodes of the season before we go into season two、uh, after episode 12, our finale. When that does happen, we will continue to post every single week as we have been posting in the past、uh, as well. So, no snags there. And anyway, let's begin with this、uh, week's topic. We are going to be st- skipping news because we have a very special guest. That is Mari, as you can see here. And、uh, how are you guys doing today? First of all, Mari, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. And、uh, I'm glad you're doing well. So, for、uh, episode 10 today, I'm very excited. We are joined by Mari. Mari is a TikTok content creator under the username memento.mari. And we're going to definitely have that down in the comments and the notes of the show, too, on YouTube, on Twitch, and on all platforms, Spotify, and so too. So,、uh, please check out her content linked in the、uh, description of the episode afterwards. So, she、uh, creates amazing content on Japanese. Mythical beings and urban legends, which is something I have a huge interest in, even though I'm very uninformed.、Uh, so I'm very excited to learn a lot about that today. She actually is very impressive. I hate to go too much into this on a tangent, but、uh, Mari actually just started、um, um, she started her TikTok mid December, just over about a month and a half ago, and already has over 60,000 followers.、Um, how, many, how many followers do you think you have at this moment, Mari?、Um, I think I have around 67,000. Dang, that's wild.、Yeah. I, I feel I checked three days ago preparing for this podcast, taking notes, and it was like just over 60. So you're exploding there.、Uh, viral videos and everything, just follower after follower. That's fantastic. That's growth I've never seen. Very impressive. So cheers and hats off. It's well deserved. Every single episode is cont- continuous. They're out often and they're so inter- interesting to watch、uh, various Japanese mythical beings. So hope,、um, hopefully, everyone listening is going to get a taste of that today. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to jump right into some questions I have for you if, you, if that's cool. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Very cool. So, as everyone knows, we do、uh, content here about living, working, and traveling in Japan. And there we go. Yeah, pulled up on the screen for anyone watching this visually is、uh, Mari's TikTok, Momento Mari. There it is. And we're also going to link that and show this on YouTube afterwards. And、uh, linked in my Twitter as well, too, for anyone looking for visuals that is listening to this only on audio. Anyway, so being a podcast that does focus on living, working, and traveling in Japan,、um, what is your experience in Japan,、uh, Mari, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so in 2017 to 2018, I studied abroad there and I lived in the countryside in a town called Gifu. And、um, it's Pretty small, but it's maybe like 30 minutes to Nagoya by train.、Um, so it's not like totally <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. But I studied Japanese language and culture while I was there, and it was a really great experience because I felt like I was really immersed in Japan, you know, as opposed to like Tokyo, where a lot of Japanese people do speak English and you're kind of surrounded by English. <laughs> That wasn't happening in the countryside. <laughs> 
I feel that 100%, and I love that. Actually, one of my study abroad sessions too was uh, in the countryside too. I don't believe even as much in the countryside as Gifu as far as my image goes, but uh, just Yamanashi, so uh, about an hour outside of Tokyo, and I completely agree. Um, my other program was in Osaka, not quite as big as a city as Tokyo, but it would have been extremely easy to go out into the city and find groups of people that I could communicate and socialize with solely in English, and that was not the case at all in the countryside. So I definitely think that played a huge part in me being able to immerse myself in the language and uh, I think just learn through necessity. If I was going to make friends, I think I had to communicate. So is that similar to what you feel felt there? Oh yeah, definitely. I think so cool. sometimes people were even a little bit intimidated by me because mm. it's like, oh my gosh, it's a foreigner. I, I don't know any English. I don't know what to say, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I think once people meet me, they're like, oh, okay, she's cool. <laughs> like Heck she speaks yeah. Japanese, first of all, and she's cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that's wild cool. That's points. Yeah. I, I had similar experiences without a doubt. Yeah, so um, how, that program was about a year? Yeah, it was about 10 months and luckily I was, I, I had a spring break and it was about mm. um, a month long spring break so I was able to like travel around Japan too. So I went to like Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, Nara, Kobe, Hiroshima, Miyajima, like yes. uh, basically as, as many places as I could just because I wanted to experience all of Japan and not just the countryside, you know. That's so great. Uh, I feel 100%. And I promise everyone we are going to be getting into mythical beings and such soon. I just have some more questions. I'm so interested in this. Um, how, so was that your first time ever experiencing Japan? Just 10 months from zero to that real quick? Yeah, definitely. Nice. That was my first time. Um, and it was a little bit scary <laughs> mm -hmm, just because, yeah. you know, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and everything. But uh -huh. I think at my university, it was me and the other guy from my university. We were the mm. only Americans there. That's so, wild. <laughs> yeah, it was wow. uh, a little bit intimidating at first, but yeah, such uh -huh. a great experience in the end. I bet. Not to mention jumping straight into the countryside of Japan for your first time, as opposed to being in a city, which I think is a more accessible way for many people who have not experienced Japan to experience it. Experience it. I feel like in the city, there are a lot of restaurants and definitely uh, attendees at train stations that speak English and menus in English and stuff like that. But in my experience, that was very much not the case in many more rural parts of Japan. So right. points, that's cool, right. a brave yeah. move. I mad respect for that. Thank How much ja um, Japanese did you speak before you went that time? Um, I took two years in college, but I didn't really have experience speaking it because mm -hmm. I went to school in Kentucky. So mm -hmm. there's not a lot of Japanese people in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And I see. Uh, <laughs> so I knew, you know, I think language learning in America is not mm. the best. <laughs> yeah. So I knew basically like the grammar points, like the basic grammar points. I guess I could have like a basic mm -hmm. conversation, but. Um, I wasn't confident in my speaking at all. So, like, I know the first week I was there, I actually lost my keys on the oh, no. bus. Yeah, on the public bus, oh. I dropped them. And I had to explain to, like, my... I lived in a dormitory, so I had to explain mm -hmm. to the, um, like, the resident assistant that mm -hmm. my keys were missing. And then I had to explain to the program director that my keys were missing oh no and then she's chaos like, she had yeah she told me uh -huh. i had to go to the train station office by myself and she like what she was explaining the instructions on how to get there in japanese and i was like uh -huh. okay all right 
I got it. All right. And、uh, luckily, everything turned out okay. But that was definitely a, a great experience. Applause.、Uh, yeah. First coming into Japan.、Um, luckily, everyone、uh, was very helpful. So. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, points for being a boss and making it through that. That sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Cool. All right. Anyway. I'm sure I'm gonna ask many more questions later, just through messages. But、uh, that aside,、um, all your videos go way into depth into so many mythical beings, and through my experience here, four plus years or so, so many things I've never heard about. Granted, I haven't studied much culture or history as much as I would like to. But、um, my next question is,、uh, what、um, what got you interested in urban legends and folklore and、uh, mythical beings of Japan? Yeah, so it was definitely something that I've been interested in my whole life. Not exactly Japanese、um, mm-hmm. folklore, but in general, just folklore. And when I was in university, I was in a Japanese culture club, and one of the themes that we had for one day, yeah, was、uh, yokai, and that's where I kind of discovered it. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And、mm-hmm. at that time, I wasn't super into like anime or manga or、um, like Japanese dramas or anything. So for me, this was kind of like a way to connect with the culture and therefore connect with the language more. You know,、that's、so cool. So yeah, yeah、um, I feel that. That's that's basically how my interest started. I love that, and I see what you mean. I think latching onto something cultural, something.、Um, le- I wouldn't say less academic, but aside from aside from learning purely linguistics, learning the Japanese language, I think can be really accelerated, and it can provide so much motivation if you do kind of partner that with learning something about pop culture, culture, or for you history and、um, this these urban legends, and that's fantastic. Yeah, and, definitely.、Um, I think it's so important when you're learning a language to, you know, latch onto something in the culture, yeah. not just learn the language just to learn the language, you know, and kind yeah, of have a goal、uh-huh. outside of just finishing a text. Book. Yeah, three hundred percent. And while studying abroad, I saw students do that with sports, joining a sports club, or if they practice judo or something like. Definitely pop culture, music, and anime things like that. For me, I think、um, I joined I joined a photography club, and that was very much an element that、uh, motivated me. Just like every day, I was excited to st- like use. Uh, with the members of the club, that I was excited to kind of show off my new Japanese language skills, so、mm-hmm. I would like internalize it better that way, as opposed to just trying to get an A on the test. And、um, so that's really cool that yours actually has translated into such a depth and wealth of knowledge on、um, such an amazing and unique topic, which is cool.、Yeah. I believe.、Uh, how do you how do you learn about these creatures? These yeah. So.、Things? Um, yeah, it's kind of hard. So <laughs>、mm-hmm. I'll get into、yeah. that. Actually, I, I, before I answer your question, it's kind、yeah. of hard to define what I talk about sometimes because <laughs>、uh-huh. <laughs> they're called yokai in、mm-hmm. Japanese, but yokai doesn't really have a direct translation into English because they、mm-hmm. can be like monsters, they can be skeletons, they can be ghosts, they can be just people with weird body parts like the、mm-hmm. roku rokubi, which is just a woman with a really long neck. They can be Um, you know, pe- people with、uh, like extraordinary powers. So it is hard to describe it. That's why that is I interesting, them- right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why I call them mythical beings. I like that. I like that a、yeah. lot. And I did But- just very surface level research on that during Halloween when I was trying to make some TikTok videos, just about like mythical. Yeah, exactly. I guess mythical beings that my friends had told me about or I've heard here through urban legends and. Through my research too, it's the main translation was demon, but I think demon、yeah. just does originate from mainly Christian-based historical,、uh, Christian-based cultures. So that is truly just a negative being. And like you said, many I think、uh, it was so cool. One of the questions when we were talking before about、um, 
talking about some of these creatures today you said should we go into more scary ones or more cute ones and just the fact that they have cute ones is so interesting to me and i remember i was researching them to like cover and there's like ones that would like eat eat dirt in bathtubs and things like that they're just like harmless yeah. and ones that eat like vampires that drink oils and lamps and will like spy on gossip just really interesting things things to me and that does like do play into more of just of the history of japan where i think having the history revolve a lot more around buddhism and i believe taoism uh does make mythical creatures have less of a black and white nature when it comes to morality whereas you know judo christian uh or christianity kind of does put everything that is mythical i guess aside from angels uh, and this is a blatant statement too just a difference mm. is fairly evil so that is that is more of a culturally difficult thing to translate i think is more than a linguistic thing yeah what I've definitely seen. that's a great yeah. clarification that you said so yeah mythical beings that is the language yeah i, I mean that's just my definition <laughs> it, mm. it, i mean you don't have to call it that you can call it whatever you want but that's no, that what makes i sense, call yeah. <laughs> yeah that doesn't make sense i like it um, i think that is the most apt translation i'd say yeah well um so the question was how do i research yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah so the first First, I want to talk about a little bit of the history. So um, the majority of the creatures that I talk about come from this book from the 1700s called The Illustrated Night March of 100 Demons. And it was by this guy named Toriyama Sekien. And this guy traveled around in the 1700s to basically all the regions across Japan, collecting stories about these mythical creatures, these yokai. And um, he collected 200. Um, different yokai with illustrations and a story with them and uh, through that obviously from that to now <laughs> they have kind of fleshed out a lot more especially with the internet where people can trade ideas and trade stories mm, and everything like that yeah. they've changed over time but that's kind of where the the origin of all these mythical beings are so I kind of like look at that and then kind of combine that with you know my journey around the internet <laughs> to make my TikToks. I got that. I love that. That's interesting, and that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> and I know it doesn't probably seem like that, especially if it's something you're enthusi uh, you have enthusiasm for. But that's really cool. That's a lot of research that goes into it, and it shows too in all the TikTok content that uh, I've seen from you. And I definitely encourage any listeners right now to check out the content too. It's so in depth. It's so unique. Very awesome. From I'm like very excited to check out that book now, and. Uh, basically that leads me into the final question but it's really going to be the main thing we're talking about too is i'm sure everyone's very curious to know examples of these uh, mythical beings we're talking about uh yeah. would you mind telling me like if you be began researching that or began that interest more so when you were in japan or more so after that year experience ended um i think that sometimes it, it's kind of like a mixture of both i remember like mm -hmm. walking home from dinner one night and my friend was talking to me about kuchisake onna and which is a slit mouth woman uh -huh. and i was like oh my god this is really scary especially walking right? home in the dark what yeah. is going on <laughs> um, I feel you. so i guess obviously it, it kind of grew from that culture club that was in like my mm. second year of okay. college and I, I traveled to Japan in my fourth year. Mm -hmm. So um, I also had to do like a thesis to graduate from the program in Japan. So oh, I did wow. my thesis on Kappa, or Kappa which are uh -huh. uh, like reptilian humanoids who live in the rivers and streams of Japan. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was like, that was my first video I posted on TikTok just because oh, so I cool. do. I, saw it. I really like Kappa. <laughs> a classic. But, um, yeah, I guess it kind of grew while I was there, especially living in the countryside. It's kind of um, like 
kind of scary. <laughs> like there's a lot less lights <laughs> at night. There are, right? <laughs> compared to Tokyo. That's so true. I remember walking around the nighttime, like just nighttime around Japan all the time. I cannot imagine if doing that while studying these legends. And yeah, uh, Kuchino, wait, yeah, the slit let mouth woman, she is terrifying. Is that something you would like to talk about later or should I just, should we just give a brief thing about yeah. that now? I can talk I can talk about her now. That's fine. Okay, cool. Oh, anyway, yeah, I did a TikTok about this recently. My friends, this is one of the few ones my friends here in Japan had told me about. And uh, they told me in the beginning, the scariest part without telling me the resolution part. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get into that after the story. They freaked me out. They're very unresponsible friends. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, Kuchisaki Onna is a woman. She is actually an onryo. And an onryo is a vengeful spirit that died in a terrible way. And there are tons of onryo in Japanese uh, mythology. And even if you know the grudge and the ring, those mm. two women, or the child, Samara Morgan, and uh, the woman in the grudge are also onryo. So, mm. Kuchisake Onna was killed by her husband um, when he was he grew too jealous of her beauty and he thought he thought she was cheating, so he killed her and mutilated her with scissors, and that's why she has the slit mouth um, appearance. And so she, yeah, the Glasgow Glasgow grin or something. Oh, like I that. have heard it called that. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so she. Uh, walks around late at night looking for lone travelers. Sorry, the pictures being shown are not Kuchisake Onna. I want to make that clear. Yeah, That's not I'll, Kuchisake Onna. apologies for that. <laughs> um, so she wanders around at night, um, and when she meets a lone traveler, she will come up to them and ask them with a mask on. She will ask them, um, am I pretty? And if you say no, she will kill you. And if you say yes, she will take off her mask and show her slit mouth and she will say, what about now? And mm. if you say no or scream, she will kill you. <laughs> and yeah. if you Very say lose, lose yes, situation. yeah, well, if you say yes, um, depending on the, um, the story that you hear, she mm. will follow you home and she'll kill you at home. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And that's terrifying. So, I'll tell you, Wes, I'll, I'll tell you the way you can beat her. Don't worry. Please. Okay, so <laughs> here's here is where this comes into me. So, my friends told me that much. And I, before I was about to walk home in the nighttime of Japan, I'm like, thank you. And then they said, yeah, there's a way to escape this situation. But I forgot what it is. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I was terrified that whole walk. Anyway, so with very, yeah, it's a terrifying situation. Anyway, please enlighten me on the, on the way to. <laughs> to do with this so I there's a couple right you know it's good information to have mm -hmm. um the there's a couple way a couple ways to beat her yes the first one is to answer her in a confusing way where she'll have to like think about your response so maybe mm -hmm. you can say um like am i pretty instead of answering her question ask her like am i pretty or ask or tell her like oh i'm sorry i don't have time now i have to go and she'll mm. just be like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> or That's so um, good to know. Yeah, I heard she also likes candy. I see. So if I heard throw, that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If you throw candy at her, she will um, want to eat the candy and not chase after you. Okay, but wonderful. I know these are only like temporary fixes. And oh, in no. some of the different stories, she uh -huh. is very, very fast. So Yikes, okay. I mean, another reason to carry candy around wherever I go. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> Better be on the safe side. Fantastic. Exactly. 
well that is a good way to lead into that's a fairly um i guess popular japanese urban legend when i talked about that on my account it seemed a lot of people had heard about that but you have a wealth of information and just an encyclopedia on these things um i would like to ask for our my final question basically um can you tell us about some of your favorite of uh these mythical beings or unique ones or any ones you'd like to share with our audience today yeah definitely i can um, so the first one I want to talk about is called the Jorogumo and that is, mm-hmm. well, um, if you show the first picture that I sent, um, it is of the original uh, illustration in Toriyama Seikian's book. Um, and she has spiders, she's a spider woman, but she also has spiders coming out of her. Like oh no, okay. On these string type of things. And the okay, spiders, gotcha. uh-huh. the spiders uh, breathe fire. Okay. So <laughs> Here we go. So here's the photo up now if you are watching on TikTok or YouTube. And I'll post this photo and uh, uh, Twitter afterwards if you are listening to this audio. That right. is a terrifying image. It's kind of, it's honestly a cool looking image. Like that's a very yeah. aesthetic looking scary monster. But dang, yeah. okay, there's the, there's the photo of the streamy things coming out yeah yeah much more elegant (laughs) yes exactly so Uh um what's being shown now is the more um modern day version of her she she Mm. no longer has spiders that breathe fire coming out gotcha Um, good news yeah (laughs) very good news she is a spider woman and she Mm. presents herself as just a regular beautiful woman and she will try and uh bring travelers or specifically young handsome men oh, she okay. will bring them <laughs> i'm safe to her cave and devour them all right um, <laughs> yes <laughs> gotcha she's got a type huh good to know yes exactly <laughs> and uh this uh yokai comes about after a spider has reached the age of 400 years old okay. and I see. the yeah the interesting part well, one of the interesting parts of uh-huh. this uh, yokai to me is that Jorogumo are real spiders in Japan. Okay. Um, they're called the uh, golden orb weaver in English. And, oh, they're terrifying uh-huh. looking. They're like yellow and black and they're pretty big too. I think I've seen um, these actually. I think I've experienced this. Yeah. I and I, uh, yeah. They're huge, right? Yeah, okay, I've so seen these. Big. They're so big, and I didn't know about this yokai until I saw mm. these these spiders in Japan, and oh, I yeah? googled them because I'm like, uh-huh. what kind of spiders are these? Are they poisonous? Oh, yeah. um, and I was wondering. Okay. I realized it was a man eater. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh, they're everywhere. that's so interesting. They were, yeah. So I was, yeah, exactly. I saw them mainly in the countryside too, and then I saw them in Okinawa, but they were bigger there. Uh, if they were the same kind, I didn't. I wasn't. Um, clever enough to google them back in the day but i just asked my friend are these dangerous because they're everywhere and people are walking pretty close to them i thought um and they just said i don't know but you should be fine so um (laughs) it's good to know that so that when they reach 400 years old you say they become um this sort of mythical being yes exactly and that's actually a theme you see in a lot of yokai Mm -hmm. um for some reason well i guess this was the case with a lot of things like a long time ago if something reaches an advanced age it seemed to be very wise because it survived for so long makes sense um, yeah so this mm-hmm. for, for for the jorogumo it's 400 years but there's also mm-hmm. something called tsukumogami which mm-hmm. is basically like an like like object pokemon so mm-hmm. oh <laughs> object okay. pokemon kind of nice, like object, nice. object pokemon but i'm an object mm-hmm. yokai and there's a lot of pokemon gotcha. that are based off of these uh, I would imagine. Yokai, That's so interesting. Um, and 
Um, there's like a, a like casa obake, which is a umbrella that uh, transform. That is the oh. baku that is shown. Sorry, I didn't send you any pictures of the sukumogami. It's um, all good. But is a, a umbrella that transforms, and there's tons of different creatures that uh, come from sukumogami that are just everyday objects that are very old, like over 100 years old. I see um, how that works. Yeah. So、mm. that is、uh, the jorogumo. Okay. And, cool. Uh, my next one is actually、yes. has actually inspired Pokemon too. There's、uh-huh. the Pokemon that you see on the screen: Drowsy,、uh, Musharna,、oh. uh-huh. um, Good to know. Muna, and I forget his name, but <laughs> he's、uh, a、sorry. Pokemon. I, gotcha. <laughs> I, I can't help with this one. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, and、um, the yokai.、Oh, I honestly. Struggle to call this one a yokai because、uh-huh. it is actually deeply rooted in kind of like religion. So, yeah. So it's called the baku, and、mm. it originated from Chinese mythology. And the、mm. story goes that when the gods created all the animals on Earth, they had a lot of parts left over, like、okay. the elephant trunk or、um, uh-huh. a rhinoceros eye. Or、uh-huh. the paws of a tiger, or the body of a bear, and、uh-huh. so they put all of these together to create the baku. No way! So the leftovers—that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I love it's it. Basically, the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes sense. Yeah, the Pokemon images here. There's one with a, the trunk, an elephant-looking trunk,、mm-hmm. and very a combination of all the leftover parts of animals. That's、right. very interesting.、Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this is a traditional、um, statue of the baku, and you will see them、mm. in. The, on the outside of a lot of temples, because they are seen as protectors from evil spirits. Nice. Yes. This one's a, a little bit more scary looking、um, than the Pokemon. And then for anyone listening, so the Pokemon ones were,、uh, you know, fairly cute if you've seen Pokemon's. This one is a、uh, some sort of carving or a statue. I can't tell exactly wood or stone. However, it's a, a snarling, I would say,、uh, rodent-looking creature with claws, and I would say. I would venture to guess aggressive-looking eyes and features, but if it is defending a temple from、uh, evil spirits, then I guess that is what you want on your side to have your back against whatever's trying to get in. Right. So a stark contrast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Got to be fierce. Yeah. And、uh, this picture is from the what's known to be the first encyclopedia、uh, of、uh-huh. Japan, and、mm. it is also like more of a traditional look of the baku. Okay. Cool.、Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So nowadays,、uh, the baku don't look that terrifying. They look more like, if you know the animal, like the、uh, tapir. Ta- ta- I can never say I, it. <laughs> I believe I know what you're talking about,、um, but at risk of sounding ignorant, please continue. Yeah. Well, it's it's basically like a pig with a、mm. snout. Okay,、uh, that's what I thought.、Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like an ant eater, I guess.、Maybe. Yeah, you're right. If I do think of like other random animal parts kind of coming into one, where I initially would not think it makes sense, that would come to mind. <laughs> exactly. Suspiciously exactly. accurate. These stories are suspiciously accurate. I get, I get it. <laughs> exactly.、Uh-huh. And it's really cool. These stories are accurate, and they're kind of like based off of real things.、Mm-hmm. Just like the jorogumo is an actual spider, and、um, mm-hmm. the. Te- te- I can never say it. Tapir, taper, is <laughs> called baku in Japanese too. Yeah. Gotcha. They're always、go、rolled in reality a little bit. Yeah. 
So mm, um, I see. The, the other, and just for my uh, for my own personal well-being, ah,、uh, what are their what is their temperament like? Are the do I have to worry about them like the spider beings, or are they kind of just defenders? Are they pretty chill if I encounter one? Is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So cool.、Um, they actually、gotcha. do interact with humans, and they are、uh, mm. nightmare eaters. So oh, great.、Uh, yeah. Right, so I, I know、like、you're probably gonna have some nightmares、uh, after seeing the Jorogumo. So <laughs> the Baku.、Yes. When when you wake up from、uh-huh. your terrifying nightmares tonight,、yeah. you can call on the Baku. Just say Baku-san, come eat my dreams three times, and、okay. they will come and happily eat them up, so you can peacefully go to sleep again. <laughs> Phenomenal! This is wonderful news. I like this a lot. Thank you. Yes. That's yes. great. And again, I love this feeds back into how they have like ones with different temperaments. There's like the cuter ones and the scary ones, and I love the spectrum too. I think that really plays into like just this whole world of them I'm creating in my mind and their interactions with each other. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, like there are some、mm-hmm. that are even just kind of very harmless, and they just、yeah. play pranks on people. Like you、it. have the、um, shirime, and、mm. the shirime is a humanoid, but you can find them in a lot of like urban places. So I know you live、uh-huh. in Osaka, so you might see、yes. this one.、Uh-huh. Um, Perfect. And it walks around kind of on all fours as a humanoid, and it、okay. will flash people. <laughs> oh no!、Um, because it, like, if it bends over, <laughs> there's an eye where <laughs> its butt is. Okay. No. I got it's, you. It's, yeah, the only purpose is to shock people, like shock、As、passerby. <laughs> my imagination has already done that for me. For yeah. <laughs> this description, great. Wow, I'm gonna be on my toes next time I enter the forest here. Wow, yeah, you're right. That is a that is quite the prank. Yeah. That is quite the mythical <laughs> creature prank. Good to know. Yeah, and I. That's cool. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's cool, but that's very. It's definitely interesting. Imaginative, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I love it. It's funny. That's true. It's yeah, I don't. Beyond imagination. <laughs> I don't hear. I don't hear too much about like funny demons or funny mythical creatures too much in American folklore. So that's. I like this. Maybe they exist, but that's a cool one too. And I just have a message now、uh, to ask you about、uh, the、um, from Brandon to ask you about the tree,、um, that the tree one. So that is、mm-hmm. from one of my TikToks. It's called the Juboko, and、yes. the Juboko is a tree that. Originally starts as a regular tree, and、mm-hmm. when it is surrounded by war and blood-soaked battlefields, then、mm-hmm. it absorbs the blood and it becomes a juboko after that. And、oh, wow. yes, and if you cut this tree, it、mm-hmm. will bleed actual blood. And、oh, yes, and it can move and kill people and、uh, pierce people with its branches and suck their <sighs> blood. What? <laughs> Vampire tree. This is amazing. Yes, and uh-huh. some uh, some people say that they will have like the faces of their victims as like knots on the tree.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, yes, that is the juboko. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad Brandon reminded me to ask about that one. That is truly terrifying. I thought the butt eye one was my new biggest fear. Actually,、uh, seeing、yeah. that would definitely traumatize me if I got flashed by. That and the forest. However, the tree one, yeah, that's savage.、Yes. And I love the way they that has such a different method of coming into being than the the spider that lasts for four hundred years or something. That's very interesting how、mm-hmm. it evolves. I really, I see how Pokemon may have taken a good amount of like things, how these things evolve. And anyway, that's just another line I'm drawing mentally. That's really cool. No, yeah, and it's interesting that you say that with Pokemon.、Mm-hmm. I think yeah,、uh, outside of like Pokemon and like Yokai Watch that have. 
creatures that are specifically inspired.、Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my Juboko video. <laughs> the tree、um, video. And、uh-huh. there, right there, that picture is from, I believe it's from Inuyasha.、Um, I, I'm saying a lot of the yokai are in. Anime and manga and Japanese entertainment because、um, it's so just out of this world interesting. And so it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So you'll see a lot of yokai. You won't even realize it is a yokai, but they're in a lot of Japanese entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's wild interesting. I know a very, the most popular animes right now,、uh, the movie、uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer is extremely popular in Japan. I just, every convenience store has characters from that show on like chips and、uh, instant ramen and stuff like that. And I did watch that. And I think the spider one that you may have described there, no spoilers for anyone, no worries, but play, has a role in that one. So it does sound very familiar. And I'm glad it does too, because these are, there's so much creativity put into these myths and legends, how they evolved over time, that I am glad they have a place now in、uh, Japanese pop culture. And are living on now, being either creative or honestly, the one in that show is kind of cute.、Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to admit, <laughs> but hey, you can be scary and cute at the same time, so that's fire. Anyway,、yes. but I digress.、Um, any other、um, mythical creatures? I'm so enjoying this. <laughs> I, I definitely have to look into this book of what is it again? The book of、uh, night, Nights? Yeah, the illustrated,、um, <laughs> the illustrated Night Parade of 100、okay. Demons. What an epic name. title. The Illustrated Night. <laughs> yeah, correct. Illustrated Night Parade of 100 Demons. Okay, cool. Yes. I'm yes. going to be checking Amazon, Amazon for that right after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool.、Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you about an urban legend. Yes,、like. please.、Uh, there is one called Hanako san. Have you heard、mm-hmm. of Hanako san?、Uh, no, I don't believe so, actually. Okay, sure. So, Hanako san hides in bathrooms.、Oh, so,、no. if you go into a school that has a third floor, And go to the bathroom of the third floor to the third stall and knock、mm-hmm. three times, Hanako san will be there. You have to ask, like, Hanako san, are you、mm-hmm. there? And she will answer, Yes, I am.、Mm-hmm. And I don't、inside、know why. The, inside the stall? Yes, inside the stall. Okay, gotcha. Copy that. Yes.、Right. I don't know why anybody would summon her because、mm-hmm. she will grab you and she will drag you down through the toilet、no. to hell. <laughs> It's kind of like Bloody Mary, I guess. Like, I suppose you... so. Yeah. <laughs> But a little bit worse because you have to go through the toilet. And I mean, if you're going to end up in any sort of hell, regardless of whatever religion it stems from, I would just rather not go there through the toilet, likely enough. And I mean, I get it if you interrupt her or whatever you're doing. Yeah, and why would I? Yeah,、I've, I'm not going to be doing that. And I、yeah. get it. <laughs> I get it.、Uh, high schools in Japan, I suppose anywhere, but at nighttime, I, they were so spooky. I got to、um, do like a TA job in a Japanese high school by,、uh, by my university. And I would stay there late, kind of like doing some grading things because I was procrastinating, to be quite honest. And when the sun went down, when it was winter super early, I was, it was spooky. I was terrified. I would hustle out of there. As quick as my slippers would let me. So, <laughs> now I, again, I'm glad I did not know about this until then. That's so crazy. Do you、right. think that's like a, a sort of test of courage people do? Kind of, yeah, same as Bloody Mary. You kind of do、mm-hmm. that with your friends to kind of like show them you're not scared of it or something. Right. And、wow. I think it's more like a、um, like、morbid curiosity as well, just like with Bloody Mary, like,、ah, let's do this. What if she shows、right. up? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, I think it's, it probably came about the same way that Bloody Mary came about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, the curiosity. All right, if I don't, if you never see me again online, it's because my curiosity gave in and I knocked on my bathroom door asking for Hanako, was it? Yeah, Hanako san. Maybe it's best I don't remember that name, but all right, fair. Just, 
forget it. <laughs> through, the, through the toilet. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Dude, that's yeah. a savage one. All right. Wow. Yeah. That's there's a There's also, um, mm. there's another urban legend called Akamanto. Have you heard of Akamanto? Mm. I have not. No, this is another new one for me. Yeah. So it depends on who you ask, but I think mm. the, the most widely known or accepted version of him, mm. he is a man with a red cape. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the bathroom late at night, I think usually it might be like the last stall in the bathroom. Uh, uh -huh. You you realize that you're out of toilet paper. Oh and no! So um, he has the toilet paper, and he will <laughs> yes. he will ask you, um, would you like red paper or blue paper? Uh -huh. And if you get if you ask for red paper then he will slit your throat and you'll bleed out Yikes. and die and Not then the... if you ask for the blue paper then he will suffocate you and okay die. all so, right so I of think... course i'm gonna ask is there ideally i would avoid both situations is there a way one can do this if i eventually run out of toilet paper in japan mm -hmm. you ask mm. for purple paper <laughs> oh the combination very clever i never would have thought about that Right, You're, right. You may very well be saving my life here, Amari. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm giving you That's the good. advice you need, really. What a, you are, yeah. And what, like, an oddly play, playfully evil? Is that the term for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking the so. toilet paper? And <laughs> Wow, that's really interesting. Have yeah. you ever seen that in, in a movie or anything like that? Um, I have not seen Akamanto. Um, I know Hanako-san, mm -hmm. they, there's an anime named uh, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. And of course. they made... Hanako-san into a cute 13-year-old boy okay. that grants wishes. <laughs> so it's a bit not different. really the same, <laughs> but it's based off of the urban legend of Hanako-san. That's so interesting. I like that version a little bit better, to yeah. be fair. However, Maybe. I still don't quite trust him just knowing where the origin comes from. <laughs> right. <laughs> I might have to skip out on those wishes. Dang. Yeah, and I do have uh, just like a final couple wrap-up questions if you uh unless you don't have more to share because i'm loving every one of these these are so creative yeah no go ahead mm -hmm. so yeah um how, how um you did answer that just now too but uh within media and uh, pop culture uh, movies or anime or literature ha have you seen representations of these uh creatures that you have felt uh have been that have stuck out for you have been interesting or memorable yeah so i can say um in spirited away there are oh. a lot of different yokai you can see, but one that I like is called Shikigami. Mm. And Shikigami are um, like spirits that have a master that will um, guide them. And mm. in Spirited Away, I don't know if you've, have you seen it? I have, yes. Uh, I okay. enjoy that film. Great. So there's a scene where the, I think Haku is his name, the dragon yes. is being uh. attacked by these paper things that fly around and mm -hmm. those are shikigami um, oh. and they're actually pretty accurate because shikigami can take the form of paper uh, mm. like that and they swarm and and do the master's bidding that is so uh, interesting yeah wow. so that's good i think studio ghibli has a really mm. good does a really good job in representing the yokai accurately there's also uh kodama which mm. are tree spirits and you can mm. see those in Mononoke as well. Oh, okay, I was wondering if that, okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting how a lot of that does draw from history too. And I, yeah, I can see that too, definitely where a lot of these do have a playful, but of course a business nature as well too, mm -hmm. uh, I guess is a nice way of putting it. Yeah. Um, if you're dragging people to hell through a toilet, that's so interesting. <laughs> Very cool. Right. 
Wow, mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing so much of uh, this information with us, these creatures. I'm definitely going to be do- doing more research um, on these myself, as well as keeping up with your TikTok. And here, just to wrap things up, this is definitely not something I thought about before, but have you ever have you ever had an experience with anything you think could be like supernatural or anything like that? This is something we've never talked about on the podcast or anything, just curious. Um, I would say I lead a pretty boring life outside of TikTok. I I get this question a so, lot, and I oh, honestly cool. uh-huh. I can't think of anything that has been like super scary happen mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm I'm hoping maybe I can experience a, a kind yokai oh, coming a, to me. A bold move, right? <laughs> yeah. I would be. I would definitely not be opposed to that too. I would say out of all of them, I still. I'm the least excited to meet the one that would flash me with its butt and there's an eye in the butt. I don't think I could recover from that. However, you know, the toilet one is rough too. Yeah, I I, I have neither ever experienced, I think, anything supernatural my entire experience in Japan. So if that is a fear of yours for coming here, I believe you would will be safe um, if that is something you have considered. And yeah, but I have realized being here, um, I think the conversation of people seeing ghosts comes up a little bit more often than I did for me in the West. Was that something, uh, that's not, not something I've really heard as a complete, like, um, as a as a current thing here, aside from my personal experience, but was that anything you experienced? People talking about, like, experiences seeing ghosts or anything like that? Um, not personal experiences. I, I talked mm-hmm. a bit about urban legends, like Kuchisake Onna, as I said before. Yeah. Um, but I think oh. it honestly has to do with the horror industry in both America and Japan, because oh. I feel like America kind of values like serial killer type of movies more mm, like mm-hmm. freddy uh, versus jason or you know yeah michael myers or something like that which Absolutely. Are like, uh, okay they're fine <laughs> and uh-huh. japanese like their horror is more like paranormal we yeah. do have paranormal uh-huh. stuff in america as well but i just think the that is the ghost thing is more popular in japan and the serial killer mm. type of thing is more popular. that's so there. true actually i think you really hit the nail on the head too and since we are talking about horror movies, a conversation I have with a lot of my friends here too, when they watch American horror movies, they feel like while uh, the difference between the horror industries could also be seen as a lot of jump scares in American horror movies. They say while they're watching the American horror movies, they're terrified during the film, like they'll scream and stuff like that. And it's an exciting experience, but after they're fine. Whereas if they watch like a Japanese ghost movie, they're telling me like they're, they have like a sense of dread for like weeks after they, they have like, they keep thinking they see faces of ghosts in the dark and stuff like that. So that's an interesting interesting thing and I of course very much love film and scary movies so that's something I did want to ask about uh, from an expert like you very exciting (laughs) yeah yeah I totally agree I think uh, Japanese horror is not so much jump scares but like just uh, seeing like like it it lingers a lot more is what I'm trying to say that is the word a lingering fear Uh yeah (laughs) I think you're 100% correct cool I'm glad it's not just me. So fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, we're at about the 46 minute mark here. So thank you so much, Mari, for joining us uh, and taking the time out of your schedule to come onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot this time, which is very cool. And uh, I think I have like a, hopefully a new hobby when researching these things. If I get into this book, I'm going to be searching it on Amazon. And once again, everybody, this is uh, Mari, TikTok creator, uh, covering a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today with much more variety and uh, a lot more depth too. Please check out our content, uh, memento.mari on TikTok. And again, we're going to be linking that in the description. And that wraps up uh, episode 10, season one of the Travel Japan with Us Method podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Mari. All right. Thank you. I love being here. See you next time. Cheers.